Hi everyone, good morning. Thank you for joining us today. This week, the elementary students had the honor to hear from Jeremy O'Neill. He is the children's pastor at Zion Church in San Clemente. His message today is named, The Lord Looks at the Heart. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. Well, hey, before we get started, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. I want to pray, and then we've got a really special story for us. God, thank you that we get to be here today. In the middle of a school day, we get to sing praise songs to you. We get to hear a Bible story about you. And so, God, I pray that today you'd open our hearts, open our ears. Just help us be good listeners to know what it is you're really trying to tell us this morning. So we pray that you would just teach us something new about you today. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Well, um, before we get started, I actually, you know, I brought a couple gifts with me, and I need your help actually picking out, like, which one you think might be the better gift, all right? The first one that we have is, uh, is this right here, okay? It is, I, I want to hear like an ooh, or an ah. I know, this is me on Christmas morning, all right? But this looks pretty good. This is like a decent-sized bag. I bet there's something really interesting in there, maybe a really fun gift, something special, maybe something expensive, who knows, all right? It could be really cool, but we've also got another option, too. We've got this, oh, I guess it's just, it's just an envelope. And it's not even like, it's not even a really like fancy envelope either. It's not colorful. I feel like most of my favorite things wouldn't fit in an envelope. I, I don't know. How many of you guys would rather have the envelope? Raise your hand. All right, put your hands down. How many of you guys would rather have this big gift that you're ooing on over? Wow, you're a smart crowd. Well, let's just see what's in the, in the bag, all right? I was able to trick our, our younger friends at First Chapel, but you guys are too sharp. Let's look at what's inside. This is me on Christmas morning. I just throw everything everywhere. You know, I pick up the mess later. Whoa. Hold on, I thought there'd be something really fun in here, but all I see is a diaper. What in the world is a diaper doing in a gift bag? Well, fortunately, it's not a dirty diaper. Don't worry, it doesn't stink. There's no brown stuff on it. But there is a diaper just in case any of you need it. I wonder what's in the envelope. You guys ready to see? Give me a drum roll, please. We'll see what's in it. Ooh, there's a card. I love cards. But there's also... A gift card, an Amazon gift card. Man, see, this might not look like a lot, but the thing is, with an Amazon gift card, you can get whatever you want. Whatever toy you like, whatever piece of clothing you might want. Maybe there's a fancy hat you want to buy, because Mr. Jeremy definitely needs some hats. Um, but listen, you can get whatever you need with one of these cards. But here's the thing. We probably wouldn't have known which one of these gifts is more valuable just by looking at it. Because if all you knew was you could pick an envelope or you could pick this really fun gift, a lot of times people would pick that really fun gift. They'd say there must be something special in there. But what we learn here is that as people, sometimes we look at the outside of something, but we don't always know what's on the inside of something. And today, that's what our whole Bible story is all about. See, a long time ago, there was a man named Saul. Can you say Saul? Yeah, he was the king of Israel at that time, and Saul was, on the outside, he was everything you might want in a king, right? He was tall, 
He was big. He was strong. The Bible even says he was really good looking. That's kind of weird, but it said he was good looking. And it said he was a fierce warrior. He was mighty on the battlefield. He was unstoppable. There are some really cool stories, by the way, of some of the things Saul did on the battlefield. And if you looked on the outside, Saul looked like the perfect king. But on the inside was a different story. You see, Saul decided to do things his way instead of God's way. He wasn't listening to God's instructions. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think it's a bad thing or a very bad thing? It's very bad. Because Saul didn't follow these instructions, God said, hey, I need to pick a new king. I need to pick somebody who's actually going to follow my directions and do the things I ask of them. And so he chose a man named Samuel to go on a special assignment to find the next king of Israel. And all he told Samuel was go to this specific town, find a man named Jesse, and one of his sons is going to be the king. But guess what? God didn't tell Samuel which one of those sons was going to be the king. Samuel would have to find out for himself. And right now, I actually want some volunteers to help me with the story. And just so you know what's important to Mr. Jeremy when I'm picking volunteers, if you're like like jumping up and down like this, do you think I'm going to call on you? No, I'm not. If you're like saying, pick me, pick me, you think I'm going to pick you? No, I'm, I'm looking for people who are waiting patiently and respectfully, and you guys are already, you guys are such a good crowd. I'm so proud of you. All right, here we go. My man, come on up here. You can wait up at the front. We got our first son of Jesse. We'll even pretend he had some daughters. Why don't you come on up? You can be the second kid of Jesse right here, my man. Come on up. Come on up. Let's see. You want to come on up? We've got four so far. I need three more volunteers. You want to come on up? Be the fifth child. You want to come on up? And then over here, somewhere in the back, do you want to come on up? Come on up, man. Let's do it. I think we got our seven. Did I count correctly? Okay, I did. Math was never my strong suit. I'm going to pull at Kelsey. You ready for this? Okay, I did it. Still got it. Still got it. All right, so let's imagine that these are the seven kids that Jesse had. And Samuel went up to that house and he said, I'm going to figure out which one it is. And the Bible says he went to the very first one. Let's imagine you're the first child. What's your name? Layla. Say hi, Layla. So Samuel comes up. He says, hey, I see this person, and they look like they're super talented. You look like you're smart. Maybe you're even really good at some sports. Like, I think this might be the next leader of Israel, but you know what God said? That's not the one I've chosen. Actually, I didn't think about this, but I left my Bible up here. i got to bring this with me. Oh, here we go. i got to pull a Kelsey one more time. You think I can do it? There we go. This is my exercise for the day. Now I'm retired. All right, here's what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 6. It says, when they arrived, Samuel took one look at the first kid and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or his height, for I've rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so now Samuel has an idea of what God might be looking for. And so he tries to look even more closely at the other six sons. And he gets to the next one. And what's your name? Uh, Eve. Say, hi, Eve. Hi, Eve. He gets to Eve, and he says, oh, my gosh, Eve looks like she would make a really great queen. Don't you think? Like she would make a really great leader of Israel. But then the Lord says, that's not the one I've chosen. So Samuel goes to the next person whose name was? Jaden. Say, hi, Jaden. Samuel gets to Jaden, and he's like, oh my gosh, this guy looks very kingly. You look like you belong on a throne, right? You look like you make really, really good decisions. I bet that's true. But the Lord said, 
that's not the one I've chosen. And so Samuel goes to the next person whose name was? Layla. Say hi, Layla. And Samuel thinks the same thing. These are some impressive kids. Layla looks like she is queen material, but the Lord said, that's not the one I've chosen. So we get to the next person whose name was? Noah. Say hi, Noah. And this time Samuel thinks, this must be the person. I mean, look at Noah. Doesn't he look like a king? Yeah? Think you agree? But the Lord said, that's not the one I've chosen. So Lord goes to another one whose name was? Noah. Say hi, Noah. Hey, that's actually a Bible name. That's cool. He gets to Noah, and Samuel thinks, I think I finally found the king. This looks like a king to me, but the Lord said, that's not the one that I've chosen. So he gets, he gets to the very last one, the very last son, and he thinks, surely, I've gone through all of them. God told me it's one of the sons of Jesse, and he gets to the last one whose name was? Luke. Say, hi, Luke. He gets to the last son. He sees Luke. And Samuel thinks Luke must be the king. Luke looks like a king. He looks like he's suave and smart and talented. It must be Luke. And he's tall. I could see that. He's tall. But the Lord said, no, that's not the one I've chosen either. So here's what happens next. This is my makeshift podium up here. It's really, really great. All right. In verse 10 of the same chapter, it says this. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? And then Jesse says, well, they're still the youngest. But he's out in the fields watching the sheep, and we didn't even think to invite him. Now, my seven volunteers, you can have a seat right now. Guys, give it up for our seven volunteers. So talented. You all are kings and queens in my book. But I actually need one more volunteer because we've got to go find our David. We've got to find the eighth son because surely it's got to be the last person. All right? And remember, I'm only going to call on you if you're, like, waiting patiently. I always love to go to, like, the outskirts where no one gets picked. This is always the best. Why don't you come on up, man? You can be our David. Give it up for David, everybody. <laughs> All right. My man, you can stand right here. What's your actual name? Shane. Shane. Okay, for a second I thought it might actually be David. How cool would that have been? Anyway, we're going to pretend Shane is David. i got to open back up to my Bible. This whole, like, stage thing threw me off. All right? Here's what happened. Jesse sent for his son David, and when he came, he was dark and handsome and had beautiful eyes. Doesn't that look like our David right here? Dark and handsome and beautiful eyes. This is our David, all right? And the Lord said, this is the one. This is the one. I want you to anoint him. And then in verse 13, it says, So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil that he had, brought it, and anointed David with the oil to make him the king. And then here's the kicker. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Which means that God was with David. Now right here, I actually have a handy-dandy crown. And uh, you know what? You guys are the last session, so you can keep this crown, okay? So, you can have a seat. Thank you for helping, Mr. David, and uh, you can give him a loud round of applause. We found our king, yeah, who's dark and handsome and has beautiful eyes. <laughs> you can remind him of that later. I'm sure he's going to love that. Um, but listen, did you notice what happened in our Bible story? You see, Samuel looked at each one of those sons, and he was looking at the outside, 
He wasn't really looking at the inside. And on the outside, all seven of those kids looked really impressive. They looked really smart. They looked really talented. Each one of them could have had a case to be king or queen, but the Lord was looking at something different. He wasn't looking at the outside. He was looking at the inside. And there's one thing I've learned is that when God chooses you, he uses you. I'm going to say that one more time because I think this is so important. When God decides to choose you, he also decides to use you. And I actually want to jump ahead to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, to tell you about what the Bible actually has to say about you. Because right now you might be thinking, okay, that's really cool, Mr. Jeremy. God chose David, but did he choose me? Here's what it says in chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. Can you say masterpiece? That word means it's the best thing that God ever created. It's the very best thing. For example, when I was a kid, I really loved playing with Legos. Do any of you guys like Legos? It is really comforting to know that there is still something that you guys play with that I played with. Because everything else, I think, has changed. And when I was a kid, the biggest and the best Lego set that you could get was the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. And so, one Christmas... My parents got me the Millennium Falcon, and you know what I did for the next three days? I locked myself in my bedroom, and I made the Millennium Falcon. It was the biggest and the best Lego set on the planet, and I made it. It was the best thing that I'd ever made. It was my masterpiece. What God is saying here is that you are his masterpiece. You are the best thing he's ever made. God didn't just choose David. He's also choosing you, because you might think, oh man, maybe like, if I just like, if I'm popular enough, if I'm cool enough, if I wear good clothes, then maybe I'll be special. But what God is telling you here is he says, I'm not looking at the outside. I'm looking on the inside and I made you. I made you on purpose for a purpose. You are his masterpiece. But the verse doesn't stop there in verse 10. Then it says, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You may not realize this right now, but God actually has a plan for your life. Before you were even born, God was thinking through what color hair you would have, what color eyes you would have, how tall you'd one day become, or how short you might become, who knows. God knew all of those things. And not only that, he had the whole plan for your life mapped out. He had something really special for you, and he still does. And I think it's so important when we hear this story to remember that God has chosen you. He's chosen you. He's chosen you. He's chosen you. He's chosen all of us. And when he chooses you, he uses you. And so as you go out of chapel today, I want you to think, God, what is it that you might want to use me for? What is it? Is there a friend that I have in my neighborhood or a teammate on my team who like doesn't know about Jesus, maybe I need to invite them to church. Or maybe it's somebody you know around you who's actually going through something really, really hard. And you know what they really need? They need a friend who's going to show them kindness and show them the love of Jesus. I don't know what God might want to use you for, but I guarantee you he's got a plan for your life. He wants to use each and every one of you just like he used David. So let's bow our heads, we'll close our eyes, and we'll wrap up in prayer. God, I thank you that even when we don't always feel special, even when we feel like, oh man, I don't know if I'm like popular or if I've got good clothes or if I'm tall enough or whatever it is, God, no matter what it looks like on the outside, you look at our hearts. That's all you care about. 
God, I pray that you would help us protect our hearts. I pray that you would help us be faithful to you, to listen to the things that you actually ask us to do. God, that's what we want. And so, God, I pray that moving out of this chapel, God, that you would direct our steps. Show us how we can follow your ways. Show us how you can use us in our everyday life. So, God, we thank you for this time, and we love you, and we pray all these things. And all God's people said, amen. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.